Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the Fa- Food, the Fade Show. Yeah, Fa- away I go. <laughs> I could tell by the way you started <laughs> that after you said it correctly, yeah. you were so proud of yourself. It was almost like you were waiting for me to give you a hand. And uh, during this hour, Flaws. we will be looking at a French dish. Which in French is pronounced Montmorency. Something like that. <laughs> you know, there's some funny little, uh, well, it's funny you know, to us, I guess, but probably normal. If to, you say that twice, I guarantee Michael75 yeah. will call. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's a francophile. Oh, yeah, but he. he of the highest order. Montmorency. Yeah. Let's, well, let's see. If you, if you, and, oh, that was no pun intended, by the way. That, just, I have no idea what you've been way. saying. Okay. Well, don't think too hard about it because you will not like it. Uh, anybody have any reports on the f- uh, on the uh, Po Boy Festival? Yeah, if you uh, we you know, didn't I'm, get much in the way of reports on that. So if you would like to report about something you particularly loved at the French Quarter, I mean not French Quarter Festival, yeah. Poor Boy Festival. Uh, give us a call. Unbelievable crowds. It's uh, like nothing I've ever I seen. I don't for agree that. with that. I no? think the crowd was down from what I consider <clears throat> to be the high water mark, which was about five years ago. Then I must have missed one of them because uh, because uh, I don't I remember that just being yeah pretty bad. But this it was this definitely was, busy. It was definitely yeah. definitely busy. Anybody had anything that just really knocked you for a loop? That was super, super good. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of great food there. Yep. I mean, we have a lot of great food. As I was talking to that guy that called last Friday, who, by the way, um, what was his name? Um, was it Dave? Dave? Was it, was it what Dave? What did he do? Maybe the guy that called for his girlfriend who was looking for chicken noodle soup and other kinds of Things that you might get in a diner because she was oh, from uh-huh. Minnesota. Yeah, I and do I and I was rather curt about that. You? Because, yes, because <sighs> it, we don't have any diners here, nor should True. because we have something else that's unique to this area. But anyway, Dots Diner. I'll bet you Dots Diner has something like that. Dots Diner. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, we they don't have would. diners generally speaking, but that's a diner. Yeah, that's definitely a diner. Yeah, so, that, that would fit the description. You know, I don't know. I've never been inside Dot's Diner, but, you know, if you're looking for a diner, that is, in fact, a diner. You so know, it looks like a, a great manifestation of that, but I have never found it especially good. Well, you know, you did uh, a lot of ads for them back in the day when you were heavily embroiled in your uh, barbershop period. That's right. And all the barbershop guys went and hung out at Dot's <laughs> Diner, and you were right there with them. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, that was I'm your, one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to watch it because geek. it's getting to the point where our <laughs> average age is deceased. <laughs> 
show. We got to watch. Well, what's really scary about that, Tom, is how comfortable you are with that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, We are talking about food. That's it. Just uh, kind of, you know, whatever it is that you would like to talk about food. Telephone two six zero six three six eight. We had a super busy weekend. On Friday night, we went to a political fundraiser. Yeah. And then with some good food. Yeah. Uh I thought so. Anyway. Yeah. Um, particularly the bruschetta, and we we <laughs> saw Daryl. We saw Daryl. Yeah, the guy who made is, the great ro- ro- yeah, uh, roast beef poor boys. Yeah, is missing Daryl's poor boys, we were talking about poor boys with um, when we were talking about bears, and uh, yeah, and I said have, that have we talked about that? We we had poor boys. We, had, we talked about bears. It's, last, been, it's been a very big. Poor boy week, and, and I never eat poor boys. Well, I do, but not I know, not, not frequently. Like this. But not like this. There, this was yeah, it was spectacular. A lot. It was a lot. So uh, we we ran into Daryl, who used to have Daryl's poor boys, and a little grocery store. You know, it's too. interesting. It's interesting how places places go into spaces, and they don't do well. And then another thing goes into that space and it doesn't do well. And then another thing goes into that space and doesn't do well. And then somebody comes up and does something with that space and makes a killing out of it or turns it around. The space that is Leonardo's Trattoria in Mandeville Mm -hmm. has been a number of things, not the least of which was Daryl's at one point. We, we were talking about Daryl's because, first of all, we know Daryl, who is now driving a school bus. But at one time, he had a charming little joint. That was the name. That was exactly the right word for it. It's a joint. And um, he grew up in a family where there was a grocery store that then was serving sandwiches in the days when Mandeville had a phone system where your number could be one. <laughs> or three. It was four, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and, and the parents had a, a little store, and then they were making sandwiches, and then Daryl learned that craft from his parents and opened Daryl's, which was this little joint on Monroe Street, and it was furnished with other people's furniture castaways. You know, he had a set of um, of old swivel bar stools, I remember, and none of that mattered. Because the poor boys were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, who who His needs all that nonsense if you could have not good be food. beat? Yeah. And so uh, then Katrina came and blew him out of that location, and then he moved to that space that is now Leonardo's Trattoria, and he sold the place, and that didn't go well. I mean, he stayed he stayed there pretty well as Daryl's, and then he sold it. And went to driving a school bus. And then the person who bought it couldn't keep it going because it wasn't Daryl. And then there were a couple other things in that location since then. And nothing clicked. And now there's Leonardo's Trattoria, mm-hmm. which has a line out the door. And so it's I think that's kind of an interesting phenomenon when there's a space that looks like it's just going to be a chronic loser. And then somebody comes in and proves that that's not the case. And there's no real formula for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my little observation for the day. Like the space that was um, the original Bosco's. 
the original the original Bosco's. Bosco's. Now that I must tell you, I I do not know okay. any. I do not have any uh, uh, okay. knowledge of that. It is, what is on Fifty Nine. On 59? On 59 oh, by uh, Mandeville Seafood, the original Mandeville Seafood. Yeah, oh. There was a tiny little space, and I mean tiny, which is where Bosco's got That's started. That's right, yeah. And Bosco's moved out of there. It had like four tables. It was yeah, I know. really tiny. But, I mean, it's just goes to show you, if you're selling a good product, even if you have only four tables or eight tables, and it's good, and people keep coming back, then eventually you'll be able to move into another space and keep it going and be successful. And Bosco's moved into a much bigger place down the street with the same sort of decor sense and still is doing very, very well. So it just goes to show you. If you, you know, it, it, it also shows a couple other things. Like uh, uh, Bosco's, he, got, he cut his... Uh, is what? Let's see. What's do we cooking need? Cooking teeth. Cooking teeth. We'll take that. Okay. Uh, for quite a while, he uh, he was working in the kitchen at Sal and Judy's. Now let me tell you, you I didn't know that. Yeah, he did that for years and oh, years. Oh really? Huh. And and talk about a place you can learn something about yeah, Italian you cooking. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, those guys. Yeah. They really. I didn't know, know that. Huh? Yeah. There you okay. go. Well, that's like um, what's his name? Joey Najola. Yeah, the one who from does La Cafe Provence. Lynn. Where did he? He was I'm, at La Provence. La Provence, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to learn somewhere. Yeah, you know? well, uh, someday I hope to learn something. Yeah, me too. I hope. I hope for your sake <laughs> <laughs> that you do. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. What else did we do over the weekend? It was a. I went. See, you didn't go with me because we dropped you off. But um, <laughs> that's that. Those are two different things. From I didn't go with you implies that you were taking, uh, you know, tugging you were me along. You getting dumped off. And and then the other one was uh, let's uh, let's let's throw this guy onto the the, the so nature, what, neutral so, ground. And so uh, what I did after Tom, I, actually we had such a, Tom had such a big day that I thought, you know what, he's just gonna. I really want to do all this, and I don't want to do it with him if I'm dragging him along, because I do a, I do enough dragging. So um, I went to Bar Marilou yesterday evening. Bar? Yeah, I love, what? I love Marilou? Bar, Bar Marilou. I love Bar Marilou. It's a really, if you have a, a special someone. Tell me how you spell it. B-A-R. Yeah, B-A-R. Okay. Mm-hmm. As bar. in bar. Yeah. As in barf. No, <laughs> no, no, no. As no, in no. bar. So, uh, bar. Bar. Uh, Marilou, M-A-R-I-L-O-U. Okay. It is the bar in the Maison de la Luz Hotel, which is the new property that is part of Ace Hotel. It's like Mm -hmm. a new brand under that umbrella. And it is, if you know where Ace Hotel is, it's uh, the side street of Ace Hotel is... Lafayette, and directly across Lafayette is the Maison de la Luz, and Bar Marilou is the bar. And it's, you, you know, you enter it from, it's it sort of sits by itself. It's not actually attached to the hotel with any access door, so you enter it from outside, and it's lovely. You can't miss it. It's like a long it's a long hallway of greenery, and at the end of it is the door to Bar Marilou. And it's, you know, I, I thought it was a little peculiar until yesterday. It really struck me warmly. It's it's definitely not 
my kind of design, but it absolutely is sort of cliche Parisian, which of course it is. It's the only outpost except in Paris of this operation. It's a couple of uh, millennial, um, they're not, they're not uh, hoteliers, they're restaurateurs. They've got several different concepts in Paris. And this one is their first American outpost. And it's just a bar, but it does have food. It doesn't open until five, I think, or four. I'm not sure. And um, I think it opens at four for only drinks, and then they start serving a little bar food at five. But uh, you can get, you know, nuts and things like that from four to five. But yesterday they had a launch, a book launch. That's another thing we've been doing a lot of. We went to launching uh, books. Well, no, not us, but we've been going to say, hey, congratulations at book launch parties. So, um, so we went, or I went to the Bar Marilou launch for Apollonia Poilin and her bread book, which is um, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And it was a little small event for, you know, to meet her. And to get a book, and they had some samples of food made on her bread, which she brought in with her. But you can't get the bread anywhere but in Paris. And, wow! And Talk you, about you bake exclusive. it yourself. That's right. Yeah. So um, it was that was that was a nice event too. Anyway, super busy weekend, and now now we're back in the in the regular grind. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat, give us a call. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD two. Certainly is true. Uh-oh. Hoo 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 hoo. What? Hello, it's the Food Show, and I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and you're you, and Marianne is here, and Hi. you know what else I have here? I have What's a, that? I have a book. Oh, and I've had this book for quite a long time. A lot time. of books in here. I've got a lot. Yeah, it's really ridiculous the amount of books I have in my this tiny little office I have. Anyway, the title of the book was 365 Quick Tips, Kitchen Tricks, and Shortcuts to Make You a Faster, Smarter, Better Cook. Yeah. That's intriguing enough. Let's see uh, how many, how long has that been around? Let's take a look and see if there's, there's anything to this, because maybe it could come in handy. Because mm-hmm. we have people Are you who, cooking? Am Are you I cooking, cooking something? Uh, not today. I don't think I am. Oh, this is from Cooks Illustrated. Okay, well, it's... Oh, Cooks Illustrated. You yeah. know what? Uh, Suzanne said that she was listening to a show mm-hmm. and this guy was really really interesting and then she said who it was yeah and i was struck by two things one <clears throat> that she had never heard of him yeah. and then i explained what a franchise that was and two that it was playing where it was playing where she had heard it and i don't remember where that was now but uh they do have an enormous um well that's a it's a gigantic enterprise now and they've been around yeah, they, they, probably what 25 years uh, it seems like, like they've they've been around since you've been doing the food show i remember when you first had them on could be you know i have to get on he was show. on our show a lot yeah uh, I, yeah at least a couple of dozen that reminds me that i have to make a call because i want to get the oscar meyer wiener people on oh great idea they're coming in town next not are not, they For not Mardi next Gras? week oh not the next week but the third week of, of November. I definitely want to have them on. That's a great gig if you're a young person to have a gig like that. 
Well, Music zero six three six eight. Poor boy I festival a, stuff is what we're looking for today. What? Well, I, I I was putting this book to the test. Okay. And let's cool. see what we can find and and whether it's worthwhile for anything. I've already determined that it's not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's but give. Go ahead. I'll give you one shot. Right. Go ahead. One uh, shot. The the item is uh-huh. apples slash coring. Yeah. And that says here in many recipes apples are peeled, cored and then cut into wedges or slices. Start by removing the peel. Do you remember peel. when that coring thing was was absolutely an obsession of our children's? Remember when that coring m- machine was... Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I would stick the that. apple on there, and you would twist it and twist it. <laughs> you know, I and this would be, an, I think, an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. How much gadgetry do you have in your kitchen, and how often do you use it? Well, I use my coffee maker every day. Yeah, well, I would get like an ma- I would get like an air fryer for things like French fries. No, I don't have one of but those. then I would have another thing yeah. in the kitchen that I don't want. I I love having the kitchen magician, but we never use it. And the reason that I have the kitchen magician is that my mother never used it after she. We did use it for a long time, a lot when the kids were here. We use that a lot. Until it, the plastic broke, right? No, no, it's still there. Oh, yeah. Because no, but th- we just those don't things... use it because we don't eat fried foods anymore. We but, don't eat French fries anymore. And I'll bet, you some, there, I'll bet you there are some people listening to us right now who have had this experience before. You, you bought one of those gizmos for your $49.95 or $18.95, whatever the price was on TV. You saw it on TV. Yeah. And then you get over there and you start making things with it, and then they... Then you learn that what you really need is this special kind of cape, uh, uh, t- uh, tabletop. You mean the exclusive version of it? The yeah. So picked up a notch version? And yeah. it just, yeah. And uh, I was well, looking I at this I, and know, I thought. Incredibly, I've never fallen for that because I do fall for well, a lot of stuff. Well, what you tend to have is the things that make dishes that you actually make. Uh, you don't. You don't need, nobody needs one of those special gizmos that you can put on top of your tabletop unless it's something you genuinely would use constantly. Well, I think there are people who do use a coffee maker for sure. Yeah. Um, There are people who use a toaster for sure. I mean, these are things that, that you... They're sort of essential items, like a refrigerator or something yeah, in but, your kitchen. And then there were the celebrities who came processor on and told you about you all use, yeah. but you put those away. But the things that you keep on your counter, I don't know. They just live there. They, they don't clutter, do anything. They clutter the counter. Like right now, we have the toaster oven. We have your coffee maker. We have a butcher block of knives. We have the basket of utensils and that microwave that you bought. That's a lot for one counter. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it can't take it all. <laughs> well, it does, and it doesn't either. Okay, now let's see. I, I, we were in the middle of this app about apple coring. All right, let's see where we were. Start by removing the peel with a paring knife. So you need a paring knife. Like you need, you know, that, there are really only three knives that you need. You need a French chef's knife. You need a paring knife. Just just happens to come up, and maybe you need a uh, you need the kind of knife that's pretty long and has serrated uh, edges, and that for your turkey and your your Thanksgiving uh, ham and all of that stuff. 
That's but you really do need that. And that's it. I think you need all a lot those, more knives. Than all that. those other knives that are out there, you don't I, I need them. I think you need I'll a lot more knives and, than that. And if you think you know of one, call me and tell me, and I'll either listen to you and uh, and maybe you'll. Are give you a, telling me they're full of it? No, no. I'm asking them <laughs> to tell me exactly how does this work. Let me finish the rest of it. I'm almost done. Okay, cut the apple in quarters through the stem end. Number one, a piece of the core can now be removed from each quarter. However, the direction you want uh, you cut is important. We find that when you start at the stem end, the quarters often break. This problem doesn't occur if you core the bottom starting at the blossom end. The core quarter can now be sliced as desired. Well, you know that that makes sense and I've never I've never done that before. So next time I need to peel an apple and pull an apple apart, core an apple, I'm going to look at this book. Thank you. None of the other ones in here, but, you know. That was they, riveting. What did, uh, riveting. What did they Spiralizer. Spiralizer? Yeah. You know, the spiralizer, which yeah, I did, mean? again, I'm a sucker. I did buy a spiralizer. <laughs> um, my brother... Which one, as if I don't know? My brother, we probably can't guess because I see them all equally, but uh, he's obsessed with spaghetti squash. And they will eat spaghetti squash like it's spaghetti. (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate to be a party pooper, but spaghetti squash is not the same as eating spaghetti. Okay? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I like spaghetti squash. And I can't deny that it's really good, but it is not a credible substitute if you feel like eating pasta, spaghetti, to have spaghetti squash. And that's the way I feel about when you want fettuccine noodles, zucchini noodles will not suffice. It's Mm -hmm. not the same thing. So we bought the spiralizer with full knowledge that this is, of course, true, these things are not interchangeable, but that we were going to appeal to our better, more disciplined selves. And so we got (laughs) the spiralizer. Like that's ever been possible. (laughs) We got the spiralizer, and I don't even think it's been taken out of the box. There you go. There's plenty of things like that, too. Do you have a spiralizer at your house? If you do, I would like to know if you, A, have a spiralizer, and yeah. B, do you use a spiralizer, and C, if you do, what do you use it for? I don't know. I mean, I it's think... kind of like I, I love the idea of thinking that I'm going to do that, and I love the idea of, you know, the kind of discipline and self-control that it takes to do that. I don't want to feel like I've been screwed. That it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, not really. No. <laughs> you missed you missed my joke. I yeah. just it went right over your. Yeah, head. I, well, I no, it didn't go over my head. I'm just not going to respond you to it go on the radio. My head. Oh, please help huh? me, folks. Two six zero six three six eight. We need a caller right now. Actually, we've needed a caller all along. Poor boy festival. I've been looking for calls on that. We did get one. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anything else that you would like to talk about? Because the almanac's kind of lame today. Really? It's you really, think so? yeah, it's lame today. I mean, I'm going to go through it for the last couple of little tidbits that are in there, but for the most part, it's uh, it failed us today. 
sometimes it's really, really excellent. Well, you know, yeah, you have to pick these things. This would be the time where where I would be saying that Doug should jump in with his own list. But um, we haven't done our cocktail of the day for quite a while. Yeah, remember when you had those stupid people on? Stupid people. Yeah, your your bartender. What was his name? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that was Nigel, Nigel, Nigel the bartender. The bartender. Do, would you believe? Yeah. I'm not making this up. That about once or no, uh, about three times a month, someone asks me whatever happened to to. Um, Wentworth Brewster or Wentworth Nigel the Brewster. bartender? Wait, somebody asked you about Went, Wentworth, oh, Wentworth Brewster? No, Wentworth Brewster was a I, I Of all of the stuff that you've done over the last 30 years, <laughs> don't tell the me you don't like The only one that I've ever thought was really funny was Wentworth Brewster. I Good. Mean, <laughs> I mean, Wentworth Brewster would make me laugh out loud. I forgot what he sounded like. What did he is, sound I don't, like? I don't remember, but it was the situations that Wentworth Brewster got into. They were so pathetic. <laughs> was it autobiographical, Tom? <laughs> what do you think? Wentworth Brewster. Are always oh my gosh! Does anybody else remember Wentworth Brewster? If you're a long-term That's listener, a long, it long is a long time because I remember when the kids and I used to drive around. They were actually kids. They were, you know, maybe going to school or something, and and we would be listening to the radio and we would hear Wentworth Brewster. And even Mary Lee laughed a couple of times. I mean, it wasn't like a regular thing. We, it was, we've never laughed at anything you've done with any regularity, Tom, but Wentworth Brewster, I have to say, did really crack me up a couple of times. Was it an everyday thing? It was. Yeah. What? what here's the deal, because yeah. I'm sure most people would never even have heard of it. I wish you'd written those down. Did you write a, them down anywhere? No, but I, I could get it right back down. In, I don't in, think in, so, because they were no. pretty, pretty... Here's uh, Wentworth, Wentworth Dooster, Brewster. <laughs> Wentworth Brewster had as his goal in life mm-hmm. to stop in every town in Louisiana that is actually on the official Louisiana map. Mm-hmm. And he would go to that place, whatever, wherever it was, and he would prepare a luncheon of the food that he had prepared, well, to to serve to the people who worked or who lived in whatever little city he happened mm-hmm. to turn up in. And he had this uh, kind of like a, a food truck ahead of his time. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's too bad you didn't write all these down. You could have put out a Wentworth Brewster book because that's hilarious. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, where was I? Just we were now. talking about Wentworth Brewster preparing yeah. something in yeah. each so little town. That each he little visited. town, and he would serve it uh, from his his food truck, mm-hmm. which was basically what it was. Mm-hmm. And people would come by, and the prices on what he was putting out were astronomical. And so uh, people would say, "What? I wouldn't pay anything for this." Uh, anyway, I don't think so, Tom. I think they were that super was in cheap, there. It actually. wasn't all the time. It was not I think all the time. super cheap. Does anybody remember Wentworth Brewster? <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the name itself, uh, Wentworth Brewster, it was yeah. a a fake name that we used a long time over at Figaro. Whenever we had to put out a uh, an article, we didn't want a, to, put, to put a name on it. It would be Wentworth Wentworth Brewster. Is that right? Yeah, and going back <laughs> to 1972. Well, I do remember there were some that were laugh out loud funny. Wentworth Brewster. But then you went into Nigel the Bartender, Nigel the which bartender. I never did really like. 
Well, I we have there's, there's two people who work here at the radio oh station who really love you that, know, and they keep bugging me to do it oh again. Oh, my gosh. Who is that? You know what I really find amazing? That They're dead. Did We've just not... been informed. Oh. <laughs> Doug says that's it. It's over. Just, I'm trying to figure out how many people actually could not figure out that you were Nigel. That's a disturbing thought. All right, 260 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Uh, it's time to talk with us about uh, eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking. How would your uh, weekend go? Did you go to the festival, the uh, Cowboy Poor Boy Festival? Poor Boy festival. Oh, and here's another thing. This comes up pretty often when uh, at least I'm in in the vicinity. Uh, I think it's Poor Boy, not Po' Boy, Poor Boy, enunciated correctly, and then you'll seem, seem like a little more uh, intelligent sort of a person. That's how it comes across anyway. Or people will just think you're weird for saying poor boy now. Oh, uh, uh, they come. I'm the, telling you. You wouldn't believe it's gone how, many, the other way now. how many people I ran into at the festival who said, Tom, I love, my, uh, uh, I love poor boys. And I uh -huh. said, so do I. I mean, I've, I've given a couple of presentations on the subject. Wow. Okay. One of them against... Uh, 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 Bunny Matthews. Do you remember him? Wait, he was arguing for Po' Boy? Yeah. He was? Yeah. He uh, And he said, <laughs> what you're saying is bull, and you fill in the rest. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I uh, My favorite thing that I had yesterday at the, well, it is it is technically, Tom, the Po' Boy Festival because that's its name. That's right. And I, But I, whether or not I'm, you say poor boy, poor boy is irrelevant in this case because it's a festival, and that's the name of the festival. Is Doug weighing in on this? What, no. uh, Allie? <laughs> yes. yes. Hi. The Ellie? Hi. Hi. Hey. Come on in. Hi, Tom. Hi, Marianne. Hey. I, I am weighing in on the spiralizer. <laughs> Wait, the what? She's got a spiralizer. Oh, you have a spiralizer? I'm weighing in on the spiralizer. Oh, you're weighing in I have on it. A okay. Oh. Yeah. And? I have a spiralizer. And it what do you literally do with it? will make my kids eat anything. Really? Oh, yeah, good. Be because because it's a, it turns it into this crazy noodle. It's huh. fun, yeah. You know? What what do they eat I, I, that you spiralize? Beets. Oh really? Zucchini, mm -hmm. uh, butternut squash. Mm -hmm. Um, what, let's see. Uh, I mean, apples. They'll eat apples anyway. But I mean, basically any vegetable. We spiralize it. They'll eat it. So you're saying I should take mine out of the box? Well, sounds good to me. Do I think that I did I do I think that I would use it if I don't have kids? I can't answer that question. But as <laughs> soon as I busted out this thing and created a 24 inch, a 36 inch noodle out of a beet, they ate it, and I was like, okay, pretty amazing. Here yeah. we go. Worth the 30 bucks I spent. Good. So you know, that's used... probably one of my favorite kitchen gadgets that i feel like is is totally worth the 30 yeah. i think there's more expensive ones out there i paid like 30 dollars but um it's absolutely been worth the 30 bucks i spent just to get the kids to eat vegetables yeah. that 
otherwise they wouldn't. I mean, I've put zucchini on the plate before, and it's like, what is this green thing? But I turn it into a green noodle. I don't know what psychological kid. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's great. I mean, will. I, I, I am sure that that's probably true of other moms, too. Um, and there's this book out there that I use called Inspiralize. And it basically mm. gives all these recipes for spiralizing um, different foods and making, you know, whole entrees and stuff out of it. And the kids will absolutely a- eat anything that I spiralize. It seems brilliant, yet almost you know, I've, stupid at the same I, time. <laughs> I've never seen one of these before, and uh, so I don't I don't have uh, anything to go by. Well, but picture an apple you, corer. An apple corer. Except okay, it we've comes got out that. like yeah. pasta noodles. Pasta noodles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like a grinder. Do you, you know. can do you have control over how thick the pasta is? You do. There are different uh. thicknesses to create the noodles. And like embarrassingly enough, I'm gonna admit that I do try to sometimes swap the noodles or the zoodles as they're called, a silly name, for pasta. Just to try to not eat. I know. Is that what the brand calls Listen, it? Is that, is whoever that thought in the of recipe? That, that's the smartest thing oh, I've they heard call today. Zoodles. Oh yeah, there's this whole there's this whole phenomenon of like calling de- vegetables that you spiralize different things different things like I don't know the butternut squash is called boodles or some stupid <laughs> thing like that. I don't know. But my point is that it gets my kids to eat. Any vegetable. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well what do you what do you do with them once you spiralize them? Do you do them in like an olive oil saute or something? Yep. What what happens That's to them? That's exactly then? it. I basically use I basically use what would be the same pasta, red or olive oil or white. Um, and as uh-huh. long as it's a really exceptional sauce, you know, I'm yeah. gonna admit yeah. shamelessly here that you're really not missing like some grandiose element. I love pasta. I love all different kinds of pastas, but you're not missing. If the sauce is good for me, sauce makes pasta anyway. Agreed. That's Agreed. It. The, the sauce makes, so if it's a crappy, I don't care how good the pasta is. If it's a crappy sauce, I yeah. don't want to eat it anyway. Yeah. But if I put a really well done sauce on a spiralized vegetable zoodle noodle, <laughs> yeah zoodle yeah uh-huh. uh, then i mean i find it pretty satisfying yeah. once i ball have a real craving like want to you know use real like i would never do it for mac and cheese that would be uh-huh. blasphemy right if you're going to do yeah. mac and cheese you're going to do a real pasta so i would never do a zoodle with a mac and cheese recipe but anything else that's a really well done um sauce I'll put it on a, a vegetable noodle, and I think it's really great. And it's yeah, I mean, a red sauce would be, would be great for that. sure. Well, you know? if the kids yeah. are going for it, it's got to be good. I've done enough. When my kids were little, there were like no spirals. Wait, what? I said I've done an Alfredo, uh-huh. you know, type sauce mm-hmm. on it. I've done all yep. kinds of red sauce. I've done just like a, you know, butter and garlic, you know, for the kids just to toss it in. And you'd think... They're looking at this, Marianne, they're looking at the same green vegetable that they would have refused to eat in any other cut up form. But I turn it into a 36 inch noodle. Bam. 
Yeah. Look, whatever so, works, you know. I mean, I, I used to, when the kids were little, I used to try for and... the Spiralizer. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, I'm glad I'm not trying to feed kids anymore, but uh, but I'm with yeah. you on that. That's a great that's, that's a great idea. And worth the, worth whatever counter space it takes up. Yeah. Well, thanks oh, for you know sharing all that with us. Marianne and I yeah. love it. Allie, before you go, do you want to uh, promote your appearance on the food show a week from Friday? Yes, Tom. I'm going to yes. do a healthy show. It's going to be all about detoxing before the holidays. That's what we're going to do, Marianne. Detoxing before the holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and you don't even so, have to um, be there to try to pretend well, you're interested in health food. I, I was about to ask, am I going to be there? Nope. No. Oh, no. I, I'll be on a train. You, you don't have to show it, but it really is going to be great. We're going to be talking about kombucha, um, which is mm-hmm. really hot right now, and different um, vegetarian and um, even vegan. If for all the people listening, it's not as scary as as you think it is. But we're going to be talking about detoxing before the holidays. Wow, so that what you a, can what a tox job. it up right after the holidays. Hey, uh, Allie, yeah. what am I supposed to be asking Doug, who's listening right now, or maybe he is, and maybe he isn't, um, to to hook up the lady from Britain? She's how do I she, do international calls? Yeah, well, she can just call. She can just call in, right? That'll certainly work. Yeah. Hello. Okay. I yeah. mean, if that, yeah, if that's if that if they just yeah, have I mean, I'm assuming if in. she's promoting a book that she's doing these calls all over the place. Yeah, she's got to know how. Yeah, I basically yeah. So all she's got to do is so. dial. I'm sure she's dialed up an American number before. So yeah. just Doug, have, okay. we'll just tell her to call in. Doug just now called in right. and said, "Yeah, that's no problem." Yeah. Oh, perfect, okay. perfect. Right. And Marianne, I went to Piece of Meat too, and I loved it. I love that place. What's this? Yeah, I love it. My new favorite. Your new favorite what? Delicioso. Delicioso wine. Piece of meat butcher. Piece of, is that that place we went to one day? And And it was closed probably. Yeah, piece of meat butcher, yes. Uh, Piece of meat butcher. What have you had there, Ellie, that you like? Um, I had the bologna sandwich. I thought it was fantastic. I'll pay $16. Yeah, I want to try that. If I had it. I thought it was excellent, and they call it not turkey and wolf yeah, right. bologna sandwich. Yeah, yeah I had these. Um, and I had a pastrami. And you had what? I had a pastrami, pastrami. sandwich. Pastrami's uh-huh. good. It was fantastic. Yeah, there's so many different sandwiches that I want to try. And, I mean, they're, yep. and the meat is just really good. But I had the barbecue she plate today. She works with some great um, bakeries around town, too, for all her breads. I mean, she, she sources everything from other local companies. Yeah. And I think yeah. she just puts 100% into everything she puts on that board. Yeah. Yeah. It's No, it's delicious. Really delicious. Anyway, all right. Thank you, my dear. You will be all listening right, we'll to, to the later. Kooky Oyster Lady. The uh, Oyster, the Friday yeah. the fifteenth. Yes. All right. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Stephen, come on in. Hey, how you doing? How about Stephen? I think that your list cannot the... be any longer than Jenny's now. Okay. How about Tom's train car that was buried in the middle of the Central Business District? What? Tom's train car. 
It was buried in the warehouse district somewhere. I don't know what that means. What do you mean by that? You don't remember that his uh, oh 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 <laughs> story about a, a train car that was buried somewhere. Yeah yeah in the... yeah. yeah. Ni- so you're talking about Nigel the bartender? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Okay. We yeah. also don't have a soup kitchen. We really somebody really needs to open a soup kitchen. No, we don't. Well, yeah, I mean, the a, people would only a, come once a, a meet, once a week. Soup kitchen. But, you know, one like on um, Steinfeld. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't I don't think it would work. I mean, I I, okay. I don't know. It's it's just a really interesting thought. Like we have delicious soups here, yeah. but you don't have them in one central location because yeah. this isn't a diner kind of place. When the guy called up and he was talking about looking for food from Minneapolis, Minnesota, I was thinking, why yeah. would you want to look? For food here, yeah. from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because this is a really a gourmet food town. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, I, I, I'm off the rant, so let's go on to something else. What else is on your okay. list? Okay, I uh, went and had the brisket on Thursday. It's oh, the brisket Orlando. at Orlando's. Yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, that's killer. Love it. Yeah. And today I had. Popeye's chicken uh, sandwich. <laughs> the I waited sandwich in the line is back. For 10 Were you minutes. in the line? For 10 minutes, yeah. Uh, you mean in your car because the line is now stretching back out on the highway? Well, they didn't even have the, the, uh, they didn't even have the walk up. You had to be in line in the, in in the, the car? drive up. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Had to be in the car. It's so, crazy. And I thought it was good. Of course, they added mayonnaise to uh-huh. it and pickles just like uh, a Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think they're having sort of a rivalry now, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. It's really spicy. I think it's a little too spicy. I think I, well, maybe I got, I got the spicy the, one. What? I got the classic one. Uh-huh. Okay. What they call the classic, which is not spicy. Uh-huh. Because the other one is referred to as spicy. Yeah, I got the spicy one. It was too spicy, I thought. Okay. You know. And yeah, I'm I guess ready we're back to... for another round. Yeah. Uh, pork chicken. loin tonight, and I'm going to make it with uh, blackberry jam. Wait, what are you doing? A pork loin. Oh, yeah. You do that a lot, right? You like pork loin. Yeah, yeah. So... But I'm going oh, to good. try it with. Have fun with your pork <laughs> loin with blackberry jam. What else do yeah. you eat with a pork loin when you do it? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, just potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sort All of right. That's, potatoes, how was, tell me, was the brisket potatoes. super delicious at G. Orlando? That's yeah, so good. Yeah, it was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just so, I mean, you cut it with a fork. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. it's, it's, it's so. It's so warm and comfort foody and yeah, just it is. really great. I love it. And they sell out. Do you think I should go by, back and do it? Wait, wait, why was it there the though? Afternoon. Isn't it only like a Thursday special? Yes, it's a Thursday special, and they run out by three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to was, go for lunch. Okay. Was the cute little waitress Zoe? Was she there? Uh, I don't know. I had the uh, the guy waiter with a beard. Oh, but he was okay. very knowledgeable. I said something about 
Giorlando's over with, with Chef Duke, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's over there, but he's not over there as much anymore, so he's back over here now that Duke is open. So, Cause Every one time of the, I go over one of the Duke's brothers. there, they are, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Let's. we got time for Mike, and that's it. Mike, Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Mike. Hello. Hello. I could and would eat soup every day if I had a quality product available to me. I think it's great food. I enjoy eating it. I would eat it no matter if it was 98 degrees outside. Okay. But I know I'm probably in a minority regarding that in this city. But what I really called to tell you is is that two years ago when I went to New York City for the first time with my wife, I was so excited about finding the soup Nazi on 56th Street. <laughs> and I found him, but I didn't I didn't make any attempt to, to do anything, you know, to make any kind of order or anything because we were just moving on. And that was right after I found a chocolate babka at Zabar's Delicatessen, which was another Seinfeld episode. But this year, I decided I was going to go back. But we are. she did some online research about the Soup Nazi, and the Soup Nazi doesn't own it anymore. Right. It's, it's, got, it's got locations all over the place now, and I think he has control over the recipes and everything. And I, the whole time, I made up my mind I wanted mulligatani, which is like an Indian eggplant soup or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they don't have mulligatani anymore. So all my all my uh, infatuation with the soup Nazi has vaporized. I thought it was uh, I thought it was going to be a lot of fun enjoying that, that at happens. some point. No great loss. <laughs> now you want to hear something that's... really incredible, Mike? You're not yeah. going to believe this. I hope you're sitting down. I have mm-hmm. never in my life seen an episode of Seinfeld. Me neither. Oh yeah. You got to. I didn't watch them. I didn't watch them when they were originally broadcast. I always caught them in reruns years after they were aired originally. And I'm telling you, it, some of the situations are just absolutely hilarious. If you start watching them, you'll get addicted to them. That's just how mm-hmm. crazy they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Have a good evening. Bye. Right, you too. Bye. All right. We don't even have time to say two six zero six three six anymore. We don't. We? No. Oh well, no. We could I mean, do another episode. There's nobody else of- on the phone, right, Doug? No. Okay. All right. So I don't know if that was a bizarre show or not. A bizarre show? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It was yeah. conversational. We never did find anyone who uh, who could remember um, Wentworth Brewster. Uh, there are people who remember because people have told me yeah, that. You know who I ran into but, at Bar Marilou yesterday? No, who? Uh, Jackie, one of your original Eat Clubbers. Remember Jackie? Oh, from sure, Ponchatula? yeah. Ponchatoula? Yeah, yeah. The Grateful Deadhead? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, she was at Bar Marilou, which I, was I've, so bizarre. I have run her into her every now and then, like, for uh, the last 20 years. Yeah, you know who else yeah. was there at Bar Marilou? Tell. Um, Carol, remember the woman that I picked up at uh, Couvent and brought on the show? Hmm, she just no. sort of popped in. Yeah, I'm sure if you think about it, you'll remember it. But anyway, she was there, too. There Could were be. several people yeah. that I knew that were there last was she, night. Did it yes, seem they, like she was selling something? No, no, she was just, no? she's, she, like wine you, no, no, she was just there as, you know, one of the guests who oh. went to get a book and had some of the delicious bread and, and a cocktail, and it was a lovely little soiree. I, well, I started okay. to talk about that place. I think that place is a really, if you are looking for if you uh, if you really dig your significant other and you want to go canoodling somewhere, that would be a good place to do it. 
Huh. Bar Marilou has a lot of little coves, and uh, where, where it's is got that? a great it's got a great little vibe that's, to it. That's not on my Bar list. Marilou. I was talking about earlier. Yeah. It's on the corner of Carondelet and uh, um, it's not Lafayette. Wait, what? Five forty four Carondelet. We're told. Yeah, it's Carondelet, and I guess Lafayette. No, that doesn't make sense though. Yeah, no, it does. Lafayette. I think it's Lafayette and Carondelet. Wherever, um, it's right across the side street from um, Lafayette Square. We're being no, told. it's not. It's yeah, it's it's not that close Doug to Lafayette Square. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's it. We'll be We're back done. with another one tomorrow. We never run out here on the food show. Because you never run out of food. One of five. Punt four three eight five seven eight no 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 wait wait. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.